0: Don't you think it would be better if they called it olive oil?
1: No, no, oh.
0: no. I mean, it's from olives. I think they've just identified it.
1: Well, you can get oil from anything. You squeeze hard enough. Yes.
0: Can't get oil. Do. You can't get oil from a rock. You can get oil from a turnip. Turnip oil? Is there turnip oil? Sure. It's real big in the Eastern Bloc. I'm pretty sure. If there's any, if there's a liquid in it, and you can squeeze the liquid out, I think you're allowed to call that oil. So you
2: know i'm gonna go with this I like, it's exactly. do i should you should i do you want me to say it out loud i think you
0: need to say it out loud yeah are you nervous to say it is that why are you yeah well
2: i mean it was come really just dick oil <laughs> well,
0: oops i think we have started and completed an entire well, episode
1: that's good that's, that wraps up another week at the international <laughs> news service yeah
3: In honor of Betty White, uh, Dana and I watched the Burt Reynolds episode of The Golden Girls.
1: How was that? Oh, huh? yeah.
3: It was pretty good. I like the... I mean, I, can I do my best
2: uh, Norm MacDonald impression of what he, I think he would write about Betty White? Okay. Okay. So it'd just be, uh, two nights ago, Betty White died at 93 years old. The curse of the Golden Girls. <laughs> He would do that after
0: anybody like died and somebody, you know, like it was a realistic death or whatever. He would always. Right. There's nothing outlandish about a 99 year old. Yeah. She was 99, right? Yeah, 99. Yeah. She was like a week away from being a hundo. She fought in World War Two. She could have fought in World War Two.
1: Yeah, it could have. I don't think that she did <laughs> but, fight World War Two. <laughs>
0: she might have. I don't know. She was out there. She was in the Tiger Army. Oh, uh, they're my favorite band. That's right. <laughs> that's,
2: that's what I was talking about. Well, I don't know if you know their hits. Song, thunka 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 thunk, 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 thunk. Tigers and bats, tigers and bats. <laughs> All my songs about tigers and bats.
1: Wow, yeah, that's I a don't
2: album.
0: Don't know that tigers but, and bats, tigers. <laughs> well, I'm glad we haven't lost a step with the new year. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. This
1: Jesus. is episode fifty-one. Next episode will be a full year.
2: Tigers and bats, tigers and bats. Everybody sing about tigers and bats.
1: Uh,
0: the real tiger army, not the awesome band. They were weren't they American volunteers or a volunteer army prior to the U.S.'s entry into World War II? Weren't they an anti, or weren't they allies of China's Chiang Kai-shek against the spread of the Japanese Empire? Or am I completely wrong? You guys are historians. You guys are all history majors. You all read Howard Zinn. Let's like
2: us just know stay about off that talking about China altogether. I don't see why it's even coming up at all. I fully support Taiwan as an independent nation.
0: I do, too. I'm not afraid to say that. Way to go, Mark. Good for you. Well, you know what? I think we all can say we support Taiwan, the freedom-loving people of Taiwan. You can say it, right, Kevin?
1: Oh, I can. Yeah, for sure.
0: Kevin and Mark, thank you. I do, Mark. You know, let's start the new year off right. I support <laughs> The, the Taiwanese government and I recognize them as an independent nation. I think INS Instagram. as an organization should maybe put out a statement. You're right, <laughs> right. Well, we are we are an international body. We do, and in fact, we've actually we've had stories from Taiwan. Hey,
2: my 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 thing was frozen up, so I didn't hear any <laughs> a single thing you said. So whatever you guys were t- talking about while I was frozen out, I don't. I'm not. I'm not, you know, so probably out that news.
0: <laughs>
1: probably get that news,
0: right? All right.
1: Let's... Welcome to the international news service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with
0: my name is Brian Camp. My name is Michael <laughs> Weeby.
2: Huh? Let's see. Let me do the. Let me do the math. It's uh, one, two, three, nine, twelve. Oh, yes, down. In the bowels of the high Sierra Desert, of the high plains, west of the
1: Rockies,
2: Seer of Sears, the former world champion of kickboxing,
0: Mark Ryan. That was perfect as it was.
3: You are back. Did you run out of knives to stab in her back? Is that why you're
1: is, is that why you're bit- here
3: again? Boy, it really suffered while I was gone, I can tell you that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I did. You got off rails.
2: Yeah. I, I, I got on the rails. Drugs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this uh this episode is gonna be all technology related in some way, including the bonus story.
0: Oh man, do you know what I watched recently? And I and I've thought about it and thought about it and realized I just don't think it's a very good movie. Blade Runner. No, uh, you're wrong. No yeah, man, just, it's
1: a good thing. You're not on social media, you're Brian. You're just wrong.
0: No, I'm pretty sure I'm right. Like I watched it and I thought this is just this is just a bunch of garbage. That got edited together, and then a lot of people said things meant things. Like mm. there's nothing behind any of this. You know, what this. came
1: out the same day mm. as as Blade Star Hunter? Trek:
0: The Wrath of the, Khan. The thing. The, the thing. The thing from Outer Space.
1: Uh, John Carpenter's the thing.
0: Well,
2: it wasn't the title, but the thing was from Outer Space.
0: Howard Hawks thing from outer space. Is that what that's, no, that's
1: from 1938?
0: That's when Blade Runner came out. 50. No, but Blade Runner came out in 68. So no. which one are you guys talking about? <laughs> no, Blade Runner.
1: I think you saw a different Blade Runner, right?
0: Yeah. No, it's okay. I just, I watched it and I thought, man, this is just, I I I enjoy parts of that movie, uh-huh. but the whole thing together, I just don't think is that great. Okay. Fair. I was surprised by my opinion, I guess, that of a movie that Disappointed. I kind to a little bit that I ever thought it was good. Cause it's just not. <laughs> it is. It, it actually, it is good. Is, is it a thing?
1: <laughs> I don't think it is. So anyway, back to the show. Would you like to hear the first story?
2: I don't know. I name name the dog Indiana. <laughs> it's a different movie, but
0: it's about <laughs> Harrison Ford. I'm glad you shoehorned it in.
1: So you've heard of television. Sure. And you've heard of smell Nope. But now a professor in Japan has invented something new, a television that you can taste.
0: I can taste my TV right now. Yeah. It tastes like plastic
2: with a little hint of Samsung. A little bit of dust. What does Samsung taste? A little like? bit of skin, dead skin. Well, you know, Samsung has its own taste. The same way that LG has its own taste. The same mm-hmm. way that uh, you know, Magnavox, a Vizio, <laughs> Vizio, yeah, has its own taste.
0: Uh, this, an RCA, an RCA. An RCA,
2: right? Um, what else? A Sony, a
0: Sony Trinitron. Yeah. Phillips, very good. I think they did develop and market and sell the 3DO.
1: Thanks for that, Brian. We needed that. Mm-hmm.
0: The 3DO, what, what was that? That was one of the original disc
1: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, games. yeah, yeah. That's where I played Night Trap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Callback! <laughs> That's right. Anyway, the invention we're talking about this week is called Taste the TV, which is a screen that mimics food flavors. The way it works is that the TV is equipped with 10 flavor canisters that then spray the surface of the TV with a specific combination of flavors to simulate whatever is on the screen. For example, they could simulate chocolate if there was an image of chocolate on the screen. The inventor, who hopes this is the first step to creating a world of downloadable taste content, said, quote, the goal is to make it possible for people to have the experience of something like eating at a restaurant on the other side of the world even while staying at home. Wait
2: wait what do you have to, so you have to lick the screen?
1: Yeah, you lick the screen. The screen puts a specific like image up and then goes like dials in like oh this is what that image tastes like and uh, has these taste canisters that will then spray a combination of flavors until they match that flavor and then you lick it off the screen.
2: But you got to go all the way up to your TV screen and lick it? Yeah. That seems cumbersome. That seems like
0: a... Is that, is that the only thing wrong with this envision you can think <laughs> of, Mike? And you got to get...
2: Then you got to like, like Too many
0: steps? It's like a,
2: it? like a fucking printer. You know, printers are forever not working because there's like I one... I think we're
0: getting a preview of your comedy right now. Your sharp <laughs> comedy, your sharp printer comedy.
1: I mean, you got that 10-minute... T- 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 I don't
2: t- have any comedy about printers because they piss me off so much I can't even make a joke about them. I fucking hate printers. They make me so mad. They never work. And I don't understand how we can, you know, send a billionaire to space, but we can't fucking make one thing to print out some of my po- poems when I'm about to go on stage. <laughs> I'm about to go on stage at the mm-hmm. London Symphony Orchestra Hall. Yes, the world famous. I'm supposed to do a a poetry reading and I can't get them to print out and thank god I have them all in my dome, but which is my head. But I <laughs> oh, I,
0: I just it's fucking frustrating. I feel like we've gone about 7 months in the past right now. This
1: is Michael is calling back to episode 7 where he mm-hmm. used the word poem.
0: I used
2: Po- poem. That's just what he says. That's, that's his... how you say it. it's the right way to say it. When you go to when you when you go to college for poetry, you that's one. That's that's something you learn okay. in the first
0: semester. Where where might one go to college? Yale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yale oh, School
0: of Poems. That's so, classic dumb. Thank you.
1: This isn't the first time the professor has worked on a flavor related invention either. About six years ago, he created a fork. It made food taste saltier by sending a mild electric shock into the taster's mouth.
0: That's a useful invention. Yeah. Cause then so you never need salt. Yeah. So that's a health kick thing. I like that. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Do you think it works though, or it just shocks your mouth until you're conditioned to not eat as much food?
0: I don't think it's a, it's an aversion therapy thing. I, I think it's the shock simulates or stimulates your taste buds in a way that it, what you're eating has an extra salty flavor too. It's a very specific frequency, I'm sure. If it hasn't been invented, it should. Yeah, because I like it. people probably consume too much salt. Sodium's a real problem in these, in these trying times.
2: I keep thinking about: Do I need to cut down on my salt
0: intake? It's hard to. It's hard to. It's in, you, it's in everything.
2: You
1: definitely can't eat out uh, and skip salt. Like it's just, it's like everywhere. When I eat out, I feel like every food is just mm-hmm. a salt lick.
0: And your urine's probably putting a lot of salt in your body. Well, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that.
1: But uh so what what kind of shows do you think you'd watch on uh Taste the TV?
2: Uh Dr. Pimple Popper. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there are two ways to go with that. I'm glad you went that way. That's good. I get, well, so if it's so if Mike's watching a a lancing on Dr. Pimple Popper. Okay. Mm-hmm. And of a sebaceous the, cyst of, of a and the sebaceous sebaceous <laughs> Another callback, and the sebaceous cyst uh uh occupied say a third of the screen okay it was, a, it was a i don't know what what kind of shot that would be. you're the film people, not me where the cyst I think we takes call a, it a close up a close up on the
1: cyst extreme close up
0: uh, okay an extreme close up of the cyst
2: yeah because the but cyst not the whole screen well it's an extreme, it's only an extreme close up if somebody's dumped mountain dew on the cyst
0: <laughs> 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 but the left side of the screen is maybe the doctor's face as she's leaning in very close to lance the cyst if Mike were to lick the cyst i'm assuming it would taste like the accumulated pus and oils inside of a cyst. Is that correct?
1: I, I, I don't know what a cyst tastes like. You like a, like a,
0: a thick kind of stew of, of waste product <laughs> yeah. built up under the skin over okay. years and years. Is that a- correct? Have
2: you ever had Thousand Island dressing? Yes, I have. <laughs> it's like that, but less sweet.
0: Okay. <laughs> now, but at the same time, could he then lick the doctor and taste what the doctor tastes like, I guess?
2: Ooh, Dr. and uh, Dr. Pimple
0: Popper's... Uh hottie she's
2: she's a very attractive woman it's
0: like Assume. you could do both you could like lick across your screen yeah i don't
1: think it's it is it advances that yet
0: like you would get the pus as your main course and for dessert you'd have <laughs> Dr. her Pup. her cheek huh? perhaps in all reality that would be a little bit gross
2: <laughs> you know it would be a bad movie to watch too for the taste is a. Uh, Hated the Gigi Anderson. Allen what? documentary. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: why? Why is that, Mike?
2: Well, Gigi was not the most hygienic individual. <gasps> he was a bit of a performance artist, and he was into scat play. And he's also greasy. <clears throat> he was also very greasy <clears throat> in general, and probably has like heroin. You know, sh- heroin sweats. Well, why'd they nickname him Good Guy? <laughs> it was ironic. It was an ironic thing.
0: Good Guy, Alan.
1: So, our next story comes to us from the Sunday Times. The Sunday Times. As NASA's exploration of space goes deeper into the cosmos, the possibility that life on other planets will be discovered becomes more likely. In order to understand some of the cultural and religious ramifications of such a discovery, NASA has launched a program called the Center for Theological Inquiry at Princeton University. The purpose of the center is to assess how humans might react if alien life was found on other planets and how that could impact our ideas of gods and creation. Hey, Kevin. Yes.
0: Why is it more likely that we'll find alien life? Isn't it just as likely we'll continue to confirm that there's nothing but us in the universe? Yeah, nothing on a cold, dead rock.
1: According to the Drake equation... When you put uh, the possibility of life, of other life in the universe, on a scale that's basically infinite, then life becomes an extreme probability. Maybe not life like we'd understand it. Oh, well, that seems
2: like a cop-out. That's a cop-out. Man, he's such an interesting rapper. (laughs) (laughs) What about Pusha T's theory of celestial equonomics that states that if we find an alien and they try to steal his cocaine, he will shoot them. I low nay high. Mm-hmm. No response. I'm Okay,
0: <laughs> I made a really good economics joke. <laughs> I stand by it. <laughs> that is pretty good. <clears throat> Thanks, my uh, Thank you for. Where
1: was I? Uh, okay, I
0: appreciate you referencing other rappers. I thought that was pretty funny. Too. <laughs> I thought that was good too. I thought, yeah.
1: To do I don't know this, what's up with these guys.
2: It seems like it, it. Seems like they would have at least gotten excited at one of their right. two favorite rappers. Was making it onto the podcast. Right. I didn't even see their eyebrows go up. I know. I was just kind of like, oh.
1: To do this, NASA has chosen 24 theologians from around the world to consult with the program. In in 2008, the Vatican's chief astronomer said there's no conflict between believing in God and the possibility of, quote, extraterrestrial brothers, unquote, who are more evolved than humans. Nevertheless, a theologian from Cambridge University who was involved in the program said, quote, non-religious people seem to overestimate the challenges that religious people would experience if faced with the evidence of alien life. And this seems to be supported by surveys in the U.S. that found Christians are less likely to believe in the possibility of life on other planets. Now, I noticed a second ago, Brian was less uh, convinced uh, there would be life on other planets.
0: No, I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm less convinced. I'm convinced that there is no life on other planets. I'm convinced 100% the opposite. It's not a scale to me. It's a yes or no question. And I can be, I feel that there is absolutely no chance that there is life on other planets. Is there life on Mars? (laughs) I assume I will die having my theorem proved or at least not disproved. I
1: mean, how, why haven't we yeah, heard? Not disproved, I think. Is, I, is.
0: We haven't heard any alien baseball broadcasts. Why hasn't that happened? Are you saying that if there's aliens, they wouldn't play baseball?
1: Well, I'm saying if there are aliens, they might be, you know, like an algae somewhere.
0: They might play Zarkblar.
1: But, yeah, exactly. They probably do play Zarkblar.
2: <laughs> it does seem like we would have heard one of their Zarkblar broadcasts by now. Yeah, that's right. So,
0: I think that's a good zark there's, Let's stop here for a second. Yeah,
1: I think there's a lot to unpack
0: with, of, you know,
1: a lot of queelocks and Zarkblar.
0: And, well, don't
2: make up stuff. Yeah, good. just don't. don't <laughs> if you don't, if you're not willing to at least, you know. Well, we already know there's blue avians. So yeah, there's blue avians. They look like birds. Mm-hmm. So they do. They're flying. They have beaks. beaks, They're flying around. They're, Mm -hmm. you know, they're then, you know, part of the big thing with Zargblar is you're trying to dump what's inside your cloaca on top of your opponent's head. Maybe it's food. Maybe it's
0: an egg. Maybe it's shit. Who knows? Yeah.
2: You know what would be cool? They made a TV show about Zargblar and you could go lick the screen and taste it. (laughs) That's right. I hope you get lucky. Yeah. Well, Okay, so there's a there's a lot going on here. Um, So they are getting all these religious types and just asking them, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if an alien shows up? And are they getting
0: paid for this? There, there it is. There's the fucking grift. There's their grift. The
2: science
1: uh, grift
0: at it again.
2: So
1: they're, they're not just any random people. Like they're leaders in their uh, various. That's religious what I'm saying. Like just
2: random. But you know, what is what is any religious leader doing at any given time? You know, other than nefarious things.
0: <laughs> like, is the Pope one? Is the Pope one of them? No, the Pope is not
1: one of them.
2: Why not? Seems like this is very much his territory. So is this? Wait, who's heading this up? The Vatican?
1: No, NASA.
2: Oh, NASA's heading it up, and the Vatican. Yes.
1: <laughs> NASA started the Center for Theological Inquiry. But you said that the Vatican
2: had an astronomer. What the fuck yeah. is going on there?
1: I think astronomy's always kind of been important to uh, uh, the uh, Catholic Church.
2: What about astrology?
1: I probably not because that represents the devil. Yeah,
2: that sounds like a Sagittarius thing. You would say. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I usually don't break in, but I have uh, some information about oh. uh, the horoscope oh, yeah. and okay. the Zodiac Let's for you it. guys. Yes. It's all wrong. What?
1: How, is, how <laughs> is that, Mark? How could it possibly be wrong? I read it in the well, newspaper.
3: NASA, actually, this is related. NASA came out with a report that the Babylonians, when they invented the Zodiac, left out a sign or a constellation called oh shit, what is it called? O- or Forpheus or something like that. And like so, there's actually 13 signs in the zodiac. Is this QCon related? Have you been on some websites? Have you been getting? Have you been? Everybody says that I'm. <laughs> this is a conspiracy theory, but this is from NASA. And like so, the the well, they think they're aliens. The signs that you're born under are not the dates, really. That the sign Oh, so it's adjusted wrong. Right, so it was three thousand yeah. years ago when this they, you, when co- this was developed. Therefore, right now, you know it, things have changed, and so what your birthday yeah. does not line up with the traditional zodiac uh, signs. You know why? Two inflation. <laughs> Are you saying, Mark, that this is
0: not the dawning of my age? Is this? Is there a way to find out? Is there a way that the listener
3: can? I am actually I am not a Sagittarius I'm a Scorpio, so and it all makes sense now to me. You know
2: what's the most <laughs> fucked up thing about this is that now the musical hair doesn't work right. Mm-hmm. Like the dawn, the is dawning the most? of the age of Aquarius. It's just all wrong. It should be the age of. Uh, I don't know. The moon's
0: probably not even in the second house. But yeah, probably.
2: Ophiuchus is the, is the serpent bearer. He's the oh, god of sugar Serpent Eden. bearer?
0: <laughs> why is anybody walking around with serpents?
1: Man, if I no, could, could walk around just flinging snakes at people, I would do that. That would be my new job.
0: So, are there some people then that are, that are, that's their
3: sign is Ophiuchus?
1: Mark's getting yelled at. Yeah,
3: Dana's upset. I guess I'd. I brought this up to some people that were really into the Zodiac and horoscopes, and it completely blew up their concept of themselves. Was your wife Uh, one of them because she was yelling at you Did they get mad at you? Yeah, it really upsets people. I bet these people reacted
2: like religious people when they find out that there's blue avians. This is exactly what the NASA study is doing. NASA just lives to fuck with people's minds, man. Mm -hmm. That is a good... But I actually, as much as I make fun of it, it is a good question because... I mean, it, it's not a good question, and if they're spending a lot of money on doing it, finding it out because That's it's true. probably not going to happen. But it is that thing I've always thought too. Like, if a spaceship came down, it seems like a large number of people would just go ahead and commit suicide. I mean, it would be like a it would be like a crazy reality in toto reality altering event. All the knowledge we've gained up until here would be completely sort of. Not upended, but completely shifted.
0: Isn't there almost an entire sub-genre of science fiction, though, that deals with this question? Like, that there's... there's Hunger Games. <laughs> well, I was going to say Stranger in a Strange Land is some of this, but certainly the Hunger Games, I think. Yeah. Katniss. Heavily. Katniss. <laughs> is that her name? Katniss
2: yeah. Evergreen is her name. Mm. And I bet that there was a girl that was in the ninth grade and she was reading that book. And then her seventh grade brother calls her up saying, Oh, you like that book about cat piss?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad you attributed the first thing you thought of to some unknown random seventh grader. (laughs) Uh, You know, he
2: doesn't like to, you know, he knows his sister really cares about those books and really identifies with them. Right, and he also knows how to get under her skin.
0: Well, deep down, he misses when they were friends. They used to yeah. hang out all the time. And now so we, she's got her own friends. We've yeah. got two stories
1: left. Two sentences left in this story. Why don't we get to those?
0: Well, I don't know. Are we done talking about cat piss?
1: <laughs> so, when asked about this, <laughs> cat
2: piss ever peen? <laughs> this is a good podcast. God damn it!
0: <laughs> it's really. Good. <laughs> oh man! So,
2: this is how you bring in the new year. Yeah, we're doing it, 2022. Yes.
1: So, when asked about this, a rabbi and a mom and an Anglican priest, and I want to point out this is not the setup for a dumb joke. Involved in the study, told reporters that Christians, Jewish, and Islamic doctrine would be fine if alien life was discovered. But the question remains: What would happen if they found intelligent life on Earth?
2: That uh, it's real easy to say that you're cool if aliens are discovered before when you believe 100 percent in your heart that you're not. I don't think there's. I don't think anybody will know how they're going to react until it actually happens. Can't tell you what I'd do.
1: Yeah, what would you do if? Uh, so there are reports that they find uh, some sort of living sludge on a. Uh, Europa, what happens? Well
0: that's Man, boring. Why do you have to come up with a boring alien? Yeah. yeah Alien's so that's
1: probably the you're... kind of life you're gonna find in the universe. Who cares? It has
0: to be make it something that's like threatening.
2: Yeah, I mean I guess it all just depends what kind of alien. Because I mean, yeah, the housewife will probably go, <laughs> Cool, whatever. And the rabbi'll so... go like the rabbi will say, Oh, that's I guess that's sludge, whoa. But like, I mean, you know, like, I think it's a big I difference between
1: arm... Armored uh, cat beavers on Neptune. What do you? How do you react?
0: Can I, I would see a picture. Scream at them and force them to attack Mike.
1: I don't have a. You have to make your own picture.
0: <laughs> that's, well, next uh, person who orders stickers, you're going to get a good envelope. Yep. <laughs> An armored cat beaver. An armored cat beaver on Neptune. Neptune. Well, you know Neptune spins, I believe, vertically in comparison to the yeah, other that's, planets. That's correct. Yeah. It's a a gas giant. I believe there's a lot of methane.
1: Yeah, because there are rings of Neptune.
0: And they are vertical rings. And I think I read somewhere that all planets at one point had rings. And it's really, in the life of a planet, a very short stage that they have rings like that. So we're very fortunate to live in a time that we can see Saturn's glorious rings.
2: Yeah, that is exciting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, um, it is. What... You can always tell something's exciting when someone says, "Yeah, it's exciting." That something is exciting. That's that's the dead giveaway.
2: What about can you fly straight through Neptune
0: if it's made out of gas? If you didn't hit a, a cat beaver,
2: probably. Yeah,
0: I think so. Well, no, it's got to have a core of some kind, right? Yeah, it has kind, a right?
1: core. I mean, all right. that gas is like centered around gravity.
0: Right. It's been doing crunches for billions
1: yeah. of years. Insanity. <laughs> So this next story comes to us from IGN.
0: Oh, the in gaming the... network?
1: Yeah, what is it? Internet, Internet Gaming News, I think?
0: Yeah. I thought it stood for Ignoramus.
1: ramus <laughs> Also <laughs> true. In the past, we've discovered scientists growing mini-brains within a lab in order to study their development. But...
0: Dr. Mectin, I presume.
1: Scientists at a lab in Australia have grown mini-brains to do something new. They're teaching them to play video games. Specifically, these scientists are teaching them to play the game Pong. Pong is a simple table tennis simulator where the left and right sides of the screen have simple lines representing uh, paddles and they bounce a digital ball between each other. What surprised researchers was the speed. (laughs) Yes, that's the Pong sound. What surprised researchers was the speed with which the mini-brains figured out the objective of the game and then learned to play it. While an AI would typically take 90 <laughs> minutes to understand Pong, mini-brains did it in just five. Of course, the researchers also said that an AI eventually learns to play Pong better than the mini-brains ever do. The lab says they have they hope to eventually combine live neurons into traditional computing... Uh, I'm sorry, into traditional computing, enabling devices to solve problems in unfamiliar situations, perhaps like wiping out the human race.
0: This is a real cyborg thing happening. Yeah. Why don't they just teach them to play Doom? They can...
1: Those are rats.
0: Give those rats what for. True. How do the brains work the paddles?
1: I assume they're using paddles,
2: not joysticks. (laughs) Right. In true Pong... If 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 they want to be for real about what Pong is and what Pong does.
1: Yeah, it wasn't real specific on how the mini brain actually controlled the controller.
2: Hmm.
0: That sounds fishy.
2: Yeah. Is it like, is it like, is it like Krang from the Ninja Turtles? Yes. (laughs) Thank you
0: for bringing up Krang. (laughs) He's a jerk. He is. There are a lot of Krangs. I think there are a lot of krangs. I think in the John Carter book, there's a lot of krang type creatures, and like in the fifth and sixth book, that they like control bigger things in their little. I don't think so. They're but they were little brain people. I don't I forget what they how they got around, but they were a real threat to the Heliumites. I remember that. Does the book describe problem. Dejah Thoris as being so buxom? <laughs> I'm I'm sure it does. I,
1: yeah, I, I, the writers of that era.
0: Maybe not Frank presetta buxom, but... Yeah, nobody's Frank Forzetta buxom. No, that's not a real person. Man, what a great way to make your horny into a living. Oh, yeah. True. Right, why isn't science trying to recreate that? Yeah. So,
1: my question to you guys, in terms of science in the story, is how long did it take you to learn to play Pong and master it? Like,
0: instantaneous. Yeah, I think I
2: figured it out immediately, and I was... And my brain was pretty mini. Like, I was probably five or seven.
0: Right. You're just moving a stick up and down a screen, hitting yeah, a Yeah, anybody square. can do that. Why did science have to... They, why not just use our brains? We're already here. You know what, though? Uh,
2: when I was a little kid, uh, the first time I ever played the Atari 2600, it was at some kid's house. And the, the Jaguar? The parents... The what?
0: Not the Atari Jaguar? Wasn't that their
2: that was later like the atari Yagi like 10
0: years
1: 10 15 years later
2: um wow. but at the kid what the kid's parents were like you got to be real careful with those controllers don't don't do break the controllers and i seriously was i was afraid to like to like turn it and i was so i was just like moving the whole controller and i couldn't get the hang of it because i because they scared me so bad that i was going to break their their shit because I was a real fucking strong kid, you know. Like right. I was always like <laughs> ripping off the bumper when I didn't mean to of a car, or just you know jumping up on the roof right. and and accidentally punching the chimney and knocking all the bricks <laughs> everywhere,
0: bursting juice boxes in your hand on accident. Oh, all for the time. sure that yeah.
2: for sure. Right, ripping ripping tires off trucks. Yeah, one time I. My folks were changing a changing the the jack on a tire, and the 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 jack fell out, and the car was going to crush <laughs> my adopted dad. And I uh, mm-hmm. I fucking just lifted it up with one hand.
1: It's it's not, mm-hmm. that happened in the first Superman movie. Did it? Mm. Yeah, it sounds like you that's just so remember. Wait, what year did that movie come of, out? What
2: year did that movie come out?
1: 1978.
2: Oh, that's weird. I was born in 75. So, <laughs> huh huh. Sounds was like you're owed some royalties, Mike. Yeah, it sounds like somebody is going to get a call from my lawyer.
1: I thought I was your lawyer.
2: Yeah, you're going to call them. You better get on the phone. <laughs> you're going to call fucking DC Comics tomorrow.
1: So our next story is a bonus story.
2: Bonus.
1: And if you want to mm. hear it, go to our Patreon and subscribe for $3 at the Knights of Kevin Level. Yeah. And uh you can get this story. I will give you a little little sample. It involves one of Mike's favorite health tips. Oh. And it was submitted by someone named Brian Camp. Oh. oh. Interesting. Wow. And I keep hiccuping, which is gonna be fun to read this while I hiccup.
0: Was it me or someone else named Brian Camp?
1: It was you. You, you. Oh, okay, then I think Your I know what this is. Brian is. Camp. Yes. Yes. Uh, and
0: remember, Kevin. Yes. Hiccups are for weak people. That is some childhood trauma coming to the surface. I think. <laughs> right. Did
1: you ever? Real quick, before we get to this story, did you ever like read the story in school about the guy who had hiccups for like decades?
0: Yeah, yeah. That was in the Guinness Book of World Records,
1: right? Yep. Yeah.
0: Right next to the
2: McGuire twins.
1: <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes when I was a little kid, I would I would have the hiccups before bed, and I mm. would fall asleep with hiccups, and I would worry, like a real fear, that I'd wake up with hiccups. And that I would just be that guy, In my whole life, I'd go through hiccuping.
0: I remember there was an 8 is Enough where Dick Van Patten, I think, had hiccups Hiccups he couldn't get rid of for
1: days. How did they cure those?
0: They beat the shit out of him.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. Tell some lab-grown brain cells about us. Mm. Check out our merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week.
2: Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe
0: to the podcast. INS, the news you need.